You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 331, a lovely playlist episode, and I am here with Mr. Marco Merrick. Hello, hand. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, it's not that funny. Jesus Christ. Already fucked if you it think, up. If oh. you fucking think I'm editing that out. <laughs> you know, I know you're not. It's why I'm fucking cringing right away because you never edited it out. Fuck Hello, sake. hand. <laughs> Hello again, hand. <laughs> we meet again. <laughs> Shit. How you doing, Andy? Oh, it's like we're part of like some fucking secret operation or something, you know, like, and this is hand. This is hand. Oh, hand. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Christ. Uh. <laughs> You're not ready to move on yet, okay. are you? I'm only laughing because I know you have a thing where like when we're about to hit record and like sometimes you'll get mad at yourself if you like fumble or something, and so I love that. I do it all the time. I know. It's so bad. Fumbling can... my name immediately. <laughs> I know. Fucking nerves, huh? Oh, my God. You think I'd be a natural by now, but... Holy shit. That was awesome. Anyway, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Andy. How's yourself, buddy? <laughs> Stop it. Oh, Christ. I got back... Uh, I just got back from a uh, a poutine festival. Nice. So in my small town, there's a poutine festival going on. For those of you who don't know, that's a food we eat in Canada where we pour gravy on top of fries with cheese curds. And uh, there's a bunch of food trucks just uh, lined up in the park. So I chose one. One of them was like Chinese food and poutine. I don't know how they were combining what? that. That's a weird combination. Yeah, it was like it was called Asian Poutine Invasion. Was what it said on the. <laughs> what the little, fuck? I don't know. Anyway, I, I went to another one, so I got to, I got pulled pork <laughs> poutine. So it was uh, that sounds good fries and and cheese and then like pulled pork and gravy and stuff. And I ate it with a fork. That sounds real good. I had some poutine when I was up in uh, visiting you that time in uh, mm. Toronto, and I had some at the arcade. It was pretty good. You know, we love fries and gravy in Australia. It's actually really common. I mean, it's a it's like a tradesman thing. You have these lunch bars in the industrial areas, and chips and gravy, or we call them chips, but fries and gravy is is really popular. I mean. We don't put the cheese on top, but I've always loved that. I mean, it's such a simple thing, but just fries with fucking gravy and cheese is amazing, you know? So you guys don't have a name for it down there? No, no. That's why, actually, when I used to hear it, I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's this fancy name, you know, but yeah. <laughs> guys always come up with these fancy names for shit, but... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, here, the bottom line is this, okay? I just did uh, two weeks in a row of guest interviews, which means we have a lot of tracks to play. You know, we, I've been sitting on this for a while, and you've had your playlist ready, I think for a little bit yeah there's a lot of good music
music out the last couple of weeks, Andy. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, so how about we get the show started? I got a cool one here from Sonic Gap and Kanape Lee. And this is a cool song. I've been listening to this one uh, on repeat. I actually didn't know whether I should start the show with this song or end it with this song because it it's one of those tracks that starts a certain way and then has this sort of like epic build. And sometimes I'm like, is this an appropriate way to start a show or an appropriate way to end a show? But I'm going to start it with it because uh, it's a cool song. And make sure everybody hears it. Yeah, so it's, it's called The Temple. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the Kings of the Pattersons. We're talking about Chris Dance with the 88, Mike Shima with the 82, and Mystery Donor. All right, and this is Sonic Gap and Kanape Lee with The Temple.
And that was Kanape Lee and Sonic Gap with the track The Temple. And that was just one of those songs where, you know, I was listening to it in the background. It sort of starts one way. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then like four minutes later, I'm just like, holy shit, like this fucking song's amazing. And uh, so I've just had it on loop over here. Anyways, we're back. And, uh, of course, that was brought to you uh, by my awesome Patreon supporters, Mike Erdahl with the 5666, and in the $50 Club, Mr. Brandon Decker and Mr. Tim Carlton, Marco Merrick. Yeah, I know you've been watching all these uh, ridiculous movies on Tubi, and so I, I started exploring Tubi myself. I finally convinced Andy to watch a crappy horror movie. Well, it's not crappy, but cheesy horror movie from the 80s. I, you know, everybody knows how busy Andy is these days with all the shows and stuff he does. But uh, I got him to watch one. Because, I mean, I know we, we both like retro movies, and I'm assuming, like the, you know, the audience does too. But when you look up like a 2B kind of thing, mm-hmm. what is the stuff you gravitate towards? Because I get the personal impression that you're more into the horror, whereas when I go through 2B... I sort of gravitate more towards the science fiction. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm watching, like I'm scrolling through all these stupid things about like moon men from Mars and you know, like all these cheesy, I love like, <laughs> I love sci-fi model work and stuff in these like old movies. And, uh, so that's, that tends to be where I go. Like I tend to go to the sci-fi zone. Well, I watch, no, I, I watch sci-fi too. Sci-fi and horror from the eighties. I think there's more horror probably or from that era that just, there is so many movies, like a lot of shitty ones too. There's ones I've had to turn off. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, made-for-TV kind of shit. Mm. But um, there is a lot. And no, no, I love science fiction almost equally. Maybe just a touch more horror. But for me, the best is when you mix horror with science fiction. But I have seen so many in the last probably two years, two or three years on Tubi. And now that I'm, like, with my wife, Jazzy, who has the same taste as me, any time we, like, sort of have a bit of free time, we'll just slap on a movie, you know. And some of them are freaking hilarious. (laughs) The thing that always disappoints me is... Even when you watch a cheesy B or fucking C movie from like, you know, the 80s or 70s or even 90s, at least they're still like shot on film and have some sort of like production value. But the stuff I have no patience for at all is anything past... I'm going to say like 2010 or 2011 when it's all like shot on video, like because there's some low budget shit. It's on Amazon as well, where it'll have a funny cover, you know, to be like fucking shark monsters in space or something. And then you watch like two seconds of it and it's just what the fuck is this shit? Like it's just it's shot (laughs) on video. So bad. So bad, like terrible CGI and stuff because there's still there is still a charm even when I watch like a B movie hmm. from the 80s the fact that it's still like shot on film and stuff it's, right? it's still better you know even if it's just as bad totally totally like I, I, I mean that's why I keep I talk about it with my wife all the time we're like you know I, I'm really biased or what is that because there's so many budget fucking new horror movies out and they are terrible like I cannot stand it but if it's a really cheap, badly shot movie from the 80s or whatever with a bad script or... No, I love it. You know, like, so I'm obviously very biased. But I know what you're saying. I don't know. I just get the impression that since certain things are just easier to do now or more accessible, I'll say, like, you know, everyone has a camera in their phone and, you know, you can buy just cheap plugins to have, like, fake CGI blood and CGI explosions. Like, nothing disappoints me more than when I'm watching some cheap, shit on like Amazon or even Tubi now and like there's an explosion and they've just pasted on explosions that you just take from YouTube like green screen explosion or whatever and honestly even if it's the fucking shittiest tiniest model in like an 80s movie where they still blow up a building but you can tell it's made of cardboard or whatever and it's a little tiny thing that to me is still like it has a charm 
There is no charm to somebody copy and pasting a fucking explosion effect over top of a building. Like, it just, yeah. it sucks all the fun out of it. And the fake blood, you know how they do that fucking CGI blood? God, I hate that shit. Oh, no, well, CGI blood's a fucking joke. It's the worst. But, I'll tell you what's great. Music. Play me a song. All right. Well, we've got a new album out by Starbound. Awesome synthwave duo from Australia. That's Killstar and Dream Fiend. Really good stuff. They've been working on this for a long time. And I think with the passing of uh, Blood and Chrome recently, it's probably inspired them to bring it out. Um, in their own words, he was like the third member of the group. Um, it features his artwork, Basil's beautiful artwork on there as well. Uh, really good stuff. I mean, I had trouble picking just one track. I got to pick Dreamers. Raindrops is really good. I ended up going to Vector Overdrive, but honestly, it could have been a toss-up between any of them. But uh, the album is called Dreamers. Uh, it's available on all good streaming services and on Bandcamp, of course. And uh, like I said, the track I want to play is Vector Overdrive. All right, let's do it. And I'd like to say that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, my semi-sonic friend Jacob Wick with the 4488 and in the Kroner Club. We got Emil, we got Hampus ML, and we got Glenn Main. And this is Starbound with Vector Overdrive.
All right, and that was Starbound with Vector Overdrive. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We are talking about Retro Serenade with the 3333 and Hugh Hefner with the 2666 and Clint Dowling in the $25 Club, along with a star apart. So uh, Starbound is, is, as you mentioned, it's Killstar and uh, Dream Fiend. And you mentioned Basil, Blood and Chrome. So if you haven't listened to that, I'm talking to the listeners now, we did a memorial to Blood and Chrome who passed away and Killstar and Dream Fiend were guests on that show because they were close with him. So they were they were one of the uh, the people that came on to talk about Basil. And I should say this, um, his sister finally listened to the show. Oh. She listened to it, I think, like last week and she was like leaving all these comments on there. And uh, I think she was really appreciative of the episode because she, she wanted to know how to download it. And then she was just sort of like uh, commenting throughout the show about things. So I'm, I'm glad she got a chance to hear it. And I'm happy that she was yep. happy about that, about our sort of memorial. So that's, that's nice. a good thing. Yeah, he's sorely missed for sure. But it's nice that they brought out the album. And it is dedicated to Basil as well, the whole album. So it's a fitting tribute. So people can go check that out. It's a cool thing. I felt bad because we were supposed to do a show last week because uh, the guy has actually sent me the album like... I feel like a month ago <laughs> and they're just like oh it's coming out soon and I'm like okay and I knew that you were going to play one of the tracks from the album and then I ended up uh, we ended up not recording and some other stuff happened so anyways the point yeah. is it's good stuff so go listen to it and well we got about like a minute before we play another song oh <laughs> I'm going to get back to the topic of just shitty movies on Amazon yeah and we got a bit more to talk about that yep Dude. for sure I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm a bit of a sadist. Is it a sadist who hurts themselves? Yeah, that's a sadist. Or is that a masochist? What's a masochist? Oh, Jesus. Now you're testing me. I'll look it up. Because what's sadomasochism? It's the combination of the two. So one of them is you like to hurt yourself. Is the other one that you like to hurt other people? Masochist is a person who derives sexual gratification from their own pain or humiliation. So then what's a sadist? Sadist. I'm looking that up too, Andy. I'm working on it. Because it sounds like whenever uh, people say I'm a sadomasochist, they're just talking about the masochist part. Oh, sadists who same thing, but on other people. Okay, so if you're a sadomasochist, you derive pleasure from sexual pain, but you also like giving it to other people. The, wait, which one? When you combine them, and you when you are a yeah. sadomasochist, oh, you are yes, both yes, a that sadist. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you're both. Yeah, oh, you're okay. you're both, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, what do you call it when you like it when some lady with stilettos comes over and steps on your balls? What's that? Uh, that means you're a, you're a cuck. No, you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's some weird shit, man. Though that's a I thing. Mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to kink shame, but that's fucked up. Um, yeah, what's well, a weird one too? Because like, do balls heal? Like, I feel like if someone really like smushed your balls with like a stiletto, like, do they just turn back into circles, or do you? Dude, you don't want to do that shit. That's like that'd cause cancer. That, that, I mean, that, that's that's real nasty shit. This, I mean, that could be the message of today's show. Marco says, oh. <laughs> when it comes to getting a stiletto in the balls, you don't want to do that shit. I mean, I don't mind a stiletto to the ass, but not to the balls. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a perfect place to play another song. I apologize, George, because I'm about to play, <laughs> I'm about to play a song of uh, uh, George Ergumlids, who was uh, did I have him on the show this year? Or was that last year? Hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he came out with a cool track. It's called "I Can Be." It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the twenty five dollar club, like Alex Seligson, Blake Peterson, Cargo Cult Luau, Eurobeat Intensifies, and Johnny Five. And this one, I just loved the the uh, the hook melody that he sings uh, in the chorus. I think it's a, a cool song. So here is George Ergumlids with I Can Be. 
And that was I Can Be by George Ergumlids. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Joseph Richards, Ken Giroux, Neverman, Restless Nights, and Robot Conglomerate. And we are back. I am here with Marco right now. We're talking about watching old movies. And, and it sounds cute because you were saying uh, you and Jazzy have like the same taste. So you can have a little shitty B-movie nights. Me and Jazzy love uh, horror movies from the 70s and 80s. But they've got to be like Italian mm. and they're dubbed. And they have, like, the funniest fucking dialogue, man. They're not, like, um, fully dubbed. I mean, they redo the voices, but the original uh, actors are actually saying those words. You can see the lips. It's just someone in a studio, <laughs> like, completely different person with <laughs> is, is saying the words. But the, I don't know who writes the dialogue because it's so funny. So i got to send you some of this shit, man. Well, I think that was just the way that Italians made movies. Yeah. Because it's the same with the, the Westerns as well, where they they used to just film all their movies without recording the sound, and they would just do all the sound afterwards. Right. Like, you know, like the Clint Eastwood Westerns and stuff. They would have, like, actors from different countries, mm-hmm. and they, they all act in their own language. Yeah, which is weird. You get these random accents in there. Yes, <laughs> and that's why you get what you're talking about, where there's some actors who they're dubbed, but they're clearly speaking English because you see what their lips are doing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they go and talk to somebody else and the other character's mouth is going all over the place yeah. because it, they're all actors from like different places. It's a it's an interesting way of making movies, I guess. Oh, for sure. We saw one the other night called uh, Knife of Ice and it had really bad dialogue. It's from 72. Mm. And I remember this one line that just had us in stitches. Like this kid was playing a musical instrument and uh, the priest comes in and says, that's an avalanche of a kid. What? How do you describe a kid as an avalanche? Like, what does that even mean, you know? (laughs) It's so fucking random. So we had to pause it, and we were laughing so hard, we were missing the movie, you know? uh, (laughs) What was it called? Knife of Ice? Knife of Ice, yeah. Was was there an ice knife in it? uh, No, it was just, there was a knife, but it wasn't... um, (laughs) Oh, that's what I was laughing at. So I was going through the horror movies, 
Okay, so one of them, the description made me laugh in conjunction with the picture. So it was like a horror film that takes place in a grocery store. Intruder. Yeah, Intruder. Yeah, that's a great movie. Dude, yeah, I thought of you when I saw it because you made me watch that stupid Blood Rage. <laughs> Come on. But the one I was laughing at was, it was one of those uh, kids go to camp and get murdered by oh, somebody. So many of those. And the cover art is like a hook. Like, so there's a giant hook on the screen. Yeah. And then a bunch of campers, you know, like, screaming at the sight of this hook. And then the description is like, a bunch of campers go away to camp until they are terrorized when a, when a killer shows up with a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just to me, it's just so funny that, like, the description of the movie is a killer with a hatchet and the stupid cover art is a guy with a hook. Because the artwork on all these old movies is so awesome, but half the time you wonder, like, clearly they didn't see the film. It's sort of like the box art of remember original Nintendo games mm-hmm. where like you know the graphics are blocks but then like the picture on the box is like you know this person fighting a dragon and it's like this big dragon and there's like this knight or whatever and then you play the game and like the dragon boss is just like a little cube <laughs> with eyes just like floating up and down the screen and it's like it's like the box art was there to fuel <laughs> your imagination I know it's always such a disappointment I mean I, I still loved it back then but yeah it's totally not what you fucking on the cover no but I tell you what Yes. I, there's no good segue here. Play me another song. Synthwave producer Jaron has a new album out. It's actually his debut album. Uh, he's been working hard on it. Uh, it's really good. Again, there's a number of tracks off there I could have played. I end up going with My Energy. The album is called Express. I love the artwork on this one too, Andy. It's really good. And the artwork is actually by um, Dilo San Juan. He's on Fiverr. But, uh, yeah, give it a spin, Andy. All right, let's do it. This is Jerand. Oh, I should say it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, like Sir Micathy, your friendly neighborhood raccoon Petey, Dinner Dog, Slade, and, of course, there's Forged in Neon with the 2049. And this is Jerand with My Energy.
All right, and that was Jarend with My Energy. And uh, that's a cool song. Another awesome uh, Marco pick this week. Oh, and, and before we get carried away, we got to do birthdays. So let's uh, play the birthday song. I got a happy birthday. This one's belated because it was on August the 30th. And it is a happy birthday to Jose Arbello, the king of hell. Jose Arbello, you cool guy. Hope you had a uh, lovely birthday. It was several days ago, but uh, Jose's a cool guy. Happy birthday to Jose, August the 30th. And the next day, this is also belated because we're recording this in September, was Austin Whetstone, August 31st. Happy birthday to you. I hope you had a happy birthday. He's a cool guy, Austin Whetstone, awesome uh, PayPal. So I hope he's having a, a PayPal extravaganza birthday. Go uh, buy yourself something nice. I don't know if they make uh, fries with gravy and cheese where you live. The bottom line is this. Happy birthday. Okay? <laughs> happy birthday, mate. I hope you all have lovely birthdays. I guess they're both belated birthdays. That's all, because the next birthday announcement is until September the 12th. And that's Rama Branch. That's a little spoiler. Rama Branch's birthday's in two weeks. This is this is in case <laughs> I fucking uh, fuck up and we don't record another one. Oh, and another thing, too, because someone just reminded me on the Discord... Bandcamp Fridays are back. Oh, they are. And by the time this airs, <laughs> we will have missed it because I think <laughs> this one was September the 2nd, and I don't think this episode is going to air on September the 2nd. But they took away Bandcamp Fridays for a little while. I guess when uh, Bandcamp got bought by Epic or whatever. So, But they are back apparently for the rest of the year. So that's a friendly reminder that if you like the music that is featured on Beyond Synth, pretty much all the artists who are you know, in the synthwave scene in and around uh, have their music available on Bandcamp so that you can download it and mm. get the files instead of uh, buying music through fucking iTunes or wherever where it's like tied to your God, account. Please hate that fucking site. Yeah, I hate I hate anything where you buy stuff and it's tied to your account. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. You know, when the internet goes down here, I like I can't even access some of my games, mm. and the internet here sucks. Yeah. Yesterday, like the modem just fucking cut out. I'm like playing on the Xbox, and it's like I guess I'm not playing anymore because see, I thought the thing was it just needs to check in. Mm. You know, like you know maybe once a day or maybe once a week, just check in to see that you're still subscribed to fucking Xbox Live or whatever. But it like needs a constant connection. So if the internet dies and you're in the middle of playing a game it's just like oh can't connect to the xbox store and then like it boots you out and can't load your profile like that's bullshit what like my my fucking profile was on you asshole like at least tell Mm. me when the game's done or like anyway yeah so the the dates are going to be so september 2nd well that one's already done uh then october the 7th november the 4th that's my birthday and december the 2nd so uh remember those are good days to buy music and i know that a lot of artists uh, because I get the damn emails, change their release schedule to sort of link up with Bandcamp Friday. And so Friday is when I always get a ton of Bandcamp emails. And now that will matter again because uh, Bandcamp Friday's returns. So that's just a friendly reminder. And a big shout out to my brother as well. It's his birthday tomorrow, September 2nd. Alex, if you're listening, I know you're not, but maybe you should listen. Happy birthday, brother, all the way to Australia. Oh, this is like your literal brother. Yeah, my little brother. I've got a literal brother, okay? Is he also your little brother or is he your older brother? No, he's my older brother, six years older than me. He's a very good brother too, so I do miss him. I mean, we chat a lot on Messenger and all that shit. And we do Skype chats and shit like that sometimes. But yeah, uh, happy birthday, mate. Miss ya. Wait, 
Is he your only brother? My only brother, yeah. That's interesting. My brother is also six years older than me. Ah, interesting. Yeah, we we both have six-year-old older brothers. Mm. Was your brother good to you too? Oh, he's okay. He's more of a nomad. So, like, when when oh. he was, like, 17 or 18, like, the age you can leave home, like, he just left. Oh, wow. Yeah, now, that was me. That was me. When I got to 17, 18, I ended up leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's more of a, he, he doesn't really like the small town life. Hey, but look, listen. You got to play me a song. We just talked for too long. Wait, is it me? I think it's your turn next. It's me? Okay. Uh, then yeah. I shall play. Um, I got a cool one here from Scattle. I don't think I've played a Scattle track in a while. Oh, yeah. But I know, like, he's sort of been, like, jumping around different kinds of electronic genres yeah he does yep very talented dude too anyway this was a this was a fun song and uh, i think you'll dig it too and it is brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters uh with the 20 it's joshua winter with the 1988 it's whale and Geo geospatial hope you dig this this is scattle with fresh to death We'll be right back. 
And that was Fresh to Death by Scattle. And that's a cool song. Uh, he's been putting out a string of singles. Every time I check the band camp, there seems to be a new one, and they're all kind of slightly different sounding, which is fun. That was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the 1985 club, the Buchelman Sisters, Sarah and Rachel. And in the 1980 club, it's Zach. And I'm back here with Marco. We're talking about brothers. We're talking about old movies, uh, band camp Fridays. What else? Someone asked me the other day what game I was looking forward to, and I actually couldn't answer the question because I feel like right now, I actually, besides Starfield, like the new Bethesda game. Yeah, that's supposed to be good. That looks great. So I always love those kind of games, and so the fact that it's going to be that, but in a science fiction setting, I'm looking forward to. But apart from that, there really isn't anything. Like, Mm. every year, there's usually something that I'm kind of looking forward to, and then I wasn't really too excited about anything, but then I saw some gameplay trailer from a game called Evil West, Mm. and that game actually looks kind of cool. I don't think I know that one. Yeah, go check it out. It looks like you might dig it. It's like a Wild West game. I think you're like you're a vampire hunter. Cool. Like it's a third person action game, Mm -hmm. but there's like, you know, guns, but then you also do like close combat brawling and stuff, but it's like super gory because I think you also fight human bad guys as well, but then there's also monsters. So it looks like, you know, at one point it almost looks like you're just playing like Red Dead Redemption. Mm Mm-hmm. But then every time he's, like, shooting people, like, their arms are flying off. And, like, when you do close combat, you're, like, just punching people's heads off and stuff. Then all of a sudden you jump down and you're in sort of, like, hell kind of landscape, like, fighting monsters and things. I'm looking at it now. It looks very good. Yeah, like, and it looks like it's sort of a combination of, like, gun action but also close quarter, like, action as well. So I was reading one article that was describing, like, the fighting and it more like playing Batman Arkham games. And, like, the combat in those games is awesome. Yeah, really good. Yep. Cool. I see what you mean. It's gory as fuck. Yeah, look at all that blood. Cool. (laughs) Oh, I love blood, Andy. I'm a little boring here. I know, like, whenever I ask you about what game you're playing, and you're probably still playing Dying Light. No, I finished it. I'm just getting the collectibles now. I've actually finished the game finally. Put in on just, like, 260 hours into it this year, and uh, (laughs) just getting the last collectibles, and then I'm done, yeah. For me, I'm still basically the only game I'm really working on is Cyberpunk. And a thing I like about Cyberpunk, I like the level of violence in it. If you use a high-powered weapon, you will blow someone's head off or like blow their arm off or whatever. And that's like the one thing I always find that's like kind of missing from some of like the other action games where it's like, I I don't demand like ultra violence from stuff. Like that's not something that I need, but I do feel like if it seems appropriate, Mm -hmm. but then it's always sort of unsatisfying when you're close quarters with a shotgun, you point it at their head and like, they just get like a bullet hole and fall over. Like there's those times where you're like, well, his head should have exploded. Right. I mean, like (laughs) that's what I would be expecting from this or, or if you blow someone up with a rocket, like they should explode, you know, they shouldn't just sort of fly away. Like they should blow up. Mm. And I do feel like in the case of cyberpunk, it does sort of have the appropriate, thing like i mean like if you're like point blank with like a big revolver like you will like blow someone's head off you know what i mean or like you'll blow their arms off or whatever and you would it's not like super over the top Mm -hmm. but this evil west game looks like super over the top in terms of its violence but it looks satisfying so yeah ever since like uh i think well it's the early games like mortal kombat and that you know with the over top violence i just realized that i like this (laughs) i like over the top (laughs) violence you know and blood and gore i mean you know what i mean it's so ridiculous but it's like fucking love it yeah well I'll tell you what I love is uh, listening to cool music, and it's your turn. All right. Well, in that case, I've got an awesome new album that came out a couple of weeks ago by Dream Invaders. It's kind of like a dark synth a soundtrack type album. A lot of cool tracks on there. The album is called Is Anyone There? Again, it's available at uh, Bandcamp and, you know, your regular streaming services like Spotify. I had trouble just picking one track again, but... 
the one I went for is Cyborg. Uh, are you a fan of the movie Cyborg by any chance? It's been a long time, but I know he has a boot with a blade in it. Yes. Wow, this has got a lot of samples from that, and I love that movie. Uh, that's probably my second favorite Van Damme movie after Bloodsport. Uh, I know he cops a lot of flack, and uh, people hate it or they love it, but I love it. And uh, anyway, spin the track, Andy. This is a really good one. Awesome. And before I do, I would just like to say that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Gene Creamer, Private Eye, Rawr, Honeybeard, Mads Baron Christensen, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And, uh, and this is Dream Invaders with Cyborg.
And that was Cyborg by Dream Invaders. That is a cool song, and it is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We are talking about Fraser Davidson, Albion Algorithm, Andrew Bennon, Barry007, and Energon Cubes. And I am back with Marco talking about... What were we talking about? Video games and movies. Video games, I think, yeah. Uh, There is one movie you have to see, though, and I I don't want to talk about it too much before you see it, but I'm going to make you watch this in the next few weeks. It's called The New York Ripper. (laughs) Now, this is a perfect example of the Italian Gallo film that is... There's a whole series of them that were just filmed in America, but by Italian directors, and it's got the great audio, and it's just so ridiculous. It's a really good movie. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything too much, but some of the dialogue is fucking hilarious, and it's got the killer keeps calling people, and he'll go, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> First time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck? Is this real? It's like, yeah, it is. And the ending is ridiculous, but the dialogue is amazing. Like, it'll have you in stitches. There's one scene where... She's riding a bike. She bumps into somebody's car. And the guy's like, gets out and is like, what the hell, you know? And she's like, sorry, I was thinking about Boston. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, it's full of lines like that, you know? And and the ending is so morbid. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to make you watch that and we can talk about it. Yeah, that is something I miss from, like, older movies is, like, they do tend to end a lot with just, like, everybody dying. You know, there's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, this one's really sick. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Did they really end it on this? Like, what? What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, was he in a really dark place? I mean, come on. The New York Ripper? The New York Ripper, yeah. I only watched it for the first time. Apparently, it's a classic, and it's like people are like, oh, wow, you never seen it before? But I only saw it last year, and, and Jazzy and I loved it. We were like, I, I need to see it again. It's, it's amazing. Okay. We'll do a little movie review uh, maybe after the next song, because you gave me a list of movies I should check out, and I did watch one of them. We should talk about that at some point. We both saw Blood Rage. It's got a very ridiculous poster, but we'll, we'll talk about that after the next song, because I, sure. I took way too many notes considering <laughs> what that movie okay. was. I just kept on talking into my <laughs> phone, like, and now he's cut off somebody's head and hung it up with Christmas lights? Like, I'm just, like, yeah, just making cool. notes the whole time, because I'm like, why is this happening? But one thing I did check out, because when I, when I first signed into Tubi, I watched this thing called... Uh, the Lost Worlds of Jerry Anderson. Okay. For people who don't know, Jerry Anderson was the guy who did like Thunderbirds and all those like kind of marionette shows, which I didn't realize there were so many marionette shows that that man made. Like I thought Thunderbirds <laughs> was the only one. There's like 12. Oh, no shit. There's fucking Firebirds and then there's Team This and Terra Hawks. <laughs> and there's, there's some of them that there's puppets that I don't even understand why they're puppet shows because like one of them filmed real houses as it was like a spy show, kind of like a James Bond style. And they're marionettes, but they look kind of real. It looks like it's filmed in real locations. So, like, the houses were real. When it's a car chase, it's real cars driving. Hmm. But then it's just all the main characters are puppets instead, and these puppets might be life-size. There's this point where I'm watching this going, isn't this so much harder to make than just filming actors? Like, <laughs> if you're already, like, making an action show that takes place in real locations, but then, like, everybody's a puppet that probably needs, like, two or three operators to fucking get the thing to move around and stuff. Because <laughs> I can understand the advantage when you have a show like Thunderbirds, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's a puppet show because you get to build little tiny science fiction sets for the little puppets. Yep. And they're marionettes and stuff. But if it's all like full-size stuff, and and on top of that, you make the puppets look as real as possible, then there's a part and it's like, 
why is this a puppet show? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he might have been a little crazy, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, he had some fuck. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it after we listen to a song because, like, there were some fucking wacky ass uh, things in the Lost World of. G- it was three pilot episodes. Oh, I see these. One of them I really liked, and then the other two were uh, interesting. Okay. But uh, first thing we're going to do is we're going to listen to a song. Is it my turn or your turn? It sure is. It's your turn, Andy. All right. In that case, I would like to listen to this collab with Sunglasses Kid and Jam Fist. And uh, this is just one of them fun, you know, 80s jams that Sunglasses Kid likes to put out. And uh, I think he's made another track with Jam Fist as well. But she's got good vocals and she seems like a, a fun person. And uh, and this is a fun track and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Jacob Pringle, John Massa, Knight of Ducks, Kudzost, Matthew Lister, and Monkey Magics, and this is Sunglasses Kid and Jam Fist with Totally. Totally.
And that was Totally by Sunglasses Kid and Jam Fist. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Poly Digital, Pud Nuts, Rama Branch, Run the Skyway, and Tristan Waits. And I am back with Marco. We're playing cool songs. We're talking about watching junk oh, yeah. on Tubi. Oh, yeah. So I was watching this thing, this Lost Worlds of Jerry Anderson. So it was it was three pilots that never went to series. Mm-hmm. One of them I actually liked, and it was called... I think it was called The Day After Tomorrow, and it's about a family. It was like two families. So it was Brian Blessed and his wife and their son, and then a guy and his daughter, and they're traveling in like a spaceship. So the whole pilot episode takes place in their spaceship, Mm -hmm. and I think they're, they're, they're making some routine trip to Andromeda or some fucking thing, and then they decide to keep going further and fly faster than light and then they fly into a black hole and so like the pilot episode was basically about setting up the fact that they've flown into another dimension through a black hole mm-hmm. and they were going to have you know science fiction adventures or whatever that one was actually okay and it had like a pretty awesome theme song I would have watched more episodes of that. Like the budget seemed okay and the model work was good. I don't know if you how familiar you are with Brian Blessed, but like not really. When he was young, he's like this big British actor. He's like a big dude with a big beard, and he and he he played. Do you know the movie Flash Gordon, like the eighties one? Yeah, of course. So he's the leader of the. Who are the guys that fly the Hawkmen? Oh yeah. So he's the leader. He's like the loud guy with the beard who's like their leader. Mm-hmm. He shows up in a bunch of old like British TV, and like one of his main things, he just has this very loud and deep voice, and it's funny because I'd never seen anything of him like where he was younger but he sounds when he was young exactly like uh, Matt Berry who's like an actor I love you know he's in like what we do in the shadows now and he was in Dark Place and stuff yep. and young Brian Blessed just th- all I could hear was Matt Berry's voice whenever he was talking <laughs> no it's Delta Beacon good David feed it into the computer before we lose it confirmed it is Delta <laughs> David compute date code the signal was transmitted 15 years after we left Earth. That's right. Skipper, that means that we can now work out our position relative to Earth. It's the first real break we've had, Tom. But then the other two things in this Jerry Anderson thing was this thing called Space Police, which I think was, it's the template for what became that Space Precinct show. Oh, yeah, yep. So it's the same premise, except it's a different lead actor. It's like an old man who's like, I'm a grizzled New York cop who's now working for the Space Police. And there's all these really weird puppets. And so it's the same thing where like at his precinct, he just works with a bunch of weird puppets and people in costumes, except in Space Precinct, the police officers were sort of these weird kind of bug-looking aliens that he worked with in the precinct, but in this, they're like these weird kind of cat people that don't have noses, and they have big black alien eyes, <laughs> and they're so... It's it's so weird. I couldn't <laughs> stop looking at the weird puppets, and the model work was hilarious, because it went, even when they're like driving around in cars, they're still like miniatures, you know, so it'd be like a miniature car like flying around the space city and stuff, and it's like, what, Blade Runner? Like, their city shots, it's like, it's what Blade Runner would look like if the budget was like fucking one one-thousandth of the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all these little tiny miniatures and, and it was ridiculous and then the final thing which was terrible was this thing called the investigator mm-hmm. which was this fucking dud of a concept 
it was little puppets who are supposed to be shrunken down people, and they're shrunken be- down by some green glowing light that I guess is like God or some like omnipotent like alien who wants to learn about humanity by sending these mm-hmm. people who are puppet sized to solve crimes. And it's like the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Like it's another one of these things, like I was saying before, where you're like, why is this a puppet show? And who thought this was a good idea to turn into a program? So it's like so strange. There's no advantage to these people being doll sized. They're shrunken down and then they're trying to stop this like Italian art thief. What? And they're the size of like Barbie dolls. Yeah. It's not like they're so small that they can hide in someone's pocket or something. They're still big enough where it would be really weird if you saw one of these things like running around. <laughs> and then they also have their own little vehicles. So they have a little car and a little boat. Like it just makes no fucking sense. And the show is called The Investigator, which I think right. is meant to refer to the green glowing light and not these little doll people. <laughs> just watching it was like, what is this? Like I couldn't figure out how you would even tell somebody this was the idea for your show, let alone make it. You know what I mean? Like if you like walked up to someone, I got a cool idea for a show. You would get like someone would just like in the middle of your sentence be like, "What the fuck? Why are they small? <laughs> uh, well, they solve crime. Why? Why would they solve crimes better being doll sized? Like, uh, well." Uh, yeah, you know, and then I just fucking kicked them out of the office. I'm being the role of producer now. Yeah, there's so much random shit that came out of that area like that. Just really weird. You, I mean, you question the decisions and where the ideas even came from. And then how it even got into the production phase, you know. Like, how did this get approved? Who approved this? But uh, it must have been some fucking really good drugs back then or something. I know. Can you imagine being the crew yeah. on this fucking production <laughs> and you're sitting there watching the guys puppet around these little people who are about to stop an art thief on a boat and just go like... What the fuck are we doing? And everyone's just like, hey, man, we're getting paid, you know, like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, play me a song, man. Or is it my turn or your turn? I think it's my turn this time, yeah. Do it. All right, I got a new track here from Mark D., super talented producer from Italy. He makes all sorts of different music, but he's been making a lot of retro stuff lately. The track I want to play uh, is called A Falcor Flight, and I've been getting high a lot lately. Well, no, I, sometimes I get high and I listen to this, and it makes <laughs> me think of flying on Falcor in the air. It's it's pretty cool track. All right, man, and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Watch Clark, Will Lowe, Gary Heather, Fuzzy Sabre, and Jean-Christophe Leconte. And this is Mark D. with Falcor Flight.
that was Falcor Flight by Mark D. And we are back. I am Andy. I'm here with Marco. We're talking about watching shitty things on Tubi. I should say that that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, IP68, Jonathan Harden, Non Solo Inglese, <laughs> Binkley, River Avenue, and Abashed Pudding. And uh, we're back. Yeah. So how about this? Why don't we Why don't we talk about Blood Rage? That'd be great. That'd be great. I know you didn't like it that much, but it's, it's a great movie. <laughs> it was an interesting film. Mm. So for those of you uh, listening, spoiler alert for Blood Rage. It's a movie about twins where one of the twins is just a crazy murderer, but they never really explain why. One of my favorite things about these old, like, kind of 80s horror films is how the slasher just has superpowers all the time. Yeah, yeah, With, like, does. no explanation. Like, you notice how, like, whenever they just kill people, they can just, like, just stick knives into people like nothing and just, like, knock people's heads off with, like, one swing and stuff. And you're like, so this guy's got <laughs> superpowers too? Like, oh, also, I don't know if you noticed this, mm-hmm. the movie's called Blood Rage on the poster but when i press play on the movie it was called slasher yeah that comes up nobody really understands why i read up on that too and there's just confusion on why that happened there's also another name for that movie there was an edited version that they featured on cable tv which uh oh fuck what was the title of it just give me a sec oh god damn it, Where is it? i was just looking at it <laughs> twin oh, garbage twin garbage <laughs> Where the f- oh wait, home media. Here we go. It was also called the Nightmare at Shadow Woods. The Nightmare at Shadow Woods. Yeah, because Shadow Woods is the apartment complex where the latter part of the movie's featured. So there's like so many different names. It's ridiculous. But that was the edited version. Without apparently, it's got less score and stuff. So you don't want to see that version. It had a great rock and synth intro song. Yeah, it did. It did actually. Raimi. Yes. Fucking Sam Raimi's brother was there for like two seconds selling condoms out of his vest in the drive-in bathroom. I know. That seems so weird. Like, <laughs> what like, the fuck? I, I know. Of all the cameos, that's what he's doing. Everyone, I guess, <laughs> fucks at the drive-in. Yeah. So Ted Raimi plays a character who just has, he opens up his coat, but then he just has like condoms to sell to people. Like, it's just such a weird, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. F- first thing Jazzy said was, don't they have vending machines in bathrooms back then? <laughs> I mean, why, why is there a guy selling condoms out of his jacket? So there's these twin brothers and they're asleep in the backseat of their mom's car with her boyfriend. And the mom is like in a different movie than these characters because she's putting in this crazy like Oscar performance of a lady who's... Yeah, she's nuts. Who's like self-destructing and she's going crazy and, and she just has this mental breakdown and like... And then everyone else in the movie is just really broad and silly and it's, it's almost like she's just acting in a different film. Right. She starts going mental later in the movie too, right? But this was the thing I didn't quite get. So the one kid... 
they just they walk out of their car and they just sort of like stare at some teens having sex and then the one brother just picks up an axe and just slams it into the guy's head he doesn't like sex yeah well, <laughs> but i mean i, I think, don't know what that's yeah it's so weird but like that is the thing right like he doesn't like yeah. people having sex like is that the i think that's what it is because later on there's a theme like you can kind of see he was he's gonna sleep with some girl and then he just like puts on the tv like he's not interested and then he ends up killing her it's weird like he he's not into it i, I think that is the theme <laughs> just, but, but then he's not into it right so i'm gonna kill you so so he kills that the couple in the car or whatever and then oh no it's just the one guy right a yeah he just, he just keeps on like swinging yeah. the axe at the guy's head yeah yeah and then he frames his brother but then his brother's in a mental institution for fucking 15 or 10 years or whatever the hell yeah, it is. 10 years, yeah. 10 years, is it? In the meantime, he doesn't kill anybody else and he acts normal. Yes. Like, it's just this one occurrence and then he's just normal until his brother gets out again. And then he just decides, I'm going to start being well, a complete that's, that's psycho. Well, that's the thing that was amazing. Was like, <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. He's normal for 10 years. Yeah. Well, hold on here. How about this? We'll keep talking, but I want to listen to another song. Sure. And then we'll keep talking about Blood Rage for any of you so I hope you, you like spoilers of a movie that was filmed in 1983 or something it's it's old 87 I think 87 when it was released I think I read that on a Wikipedia oh, really? Like, it was actually filmed oh you're right you're right it filmed in 83 in Jacksonville, Florida <laughs> yeah, that was the important bit dude they used to do that a lot back then I, I know we're going to talk about this later but they film movies and they don't release them for 4 or 5 years I bet everyone in the crew was happy that it finally got released <laughs> I want to listen to this track it's a collab uh, between Turbo Knight and E Dictum. I think they have an album coming out. Cool sounding stuff. I want to listen to this track. It's called Elios, and uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Adam Conway and Akio Nakasone, Andrew, Big Baby D, Boris, Cyphered, Cat Punk, and Christian Quello. And uh, this is Turbo Knight and Edictum with Elios.
And that was Elios by Turbo Knight and Edictum. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Krizak Hatterak, Dalton Bell, David LaValle Jr., Electromechanic, and Joe Esposito. And we are back. We're talking about Blood Rage, a.k.a. Slasher, a.k.a. the the terror at the fucking place. Jesus Christ, Andy. Yeah, so this was the thing. So the, the little kid slams the axe into that guy's head, and then his twin brother just kind of stands there like an idiot, and then he just, like, puts the axe in his hand, like, oh, he did it. And then, ten years later, it goes to, like, ten years later, and the one brother who's who's not in the mental institute, who's the one who actually killed the person, he's just, like, having fun. He's got a girlfriend. There are these college students that look like they're 30, but then I <laughs> looked up on IMDb, yeah. and they were just in their 20s. They just, you know how everyone just looks old? Yeah. They all have kind of questionable teeth, and they all have, like, receding hairlines and stuff where you're like, okay, these are fucking clearly, like, 37-year-olds, but they were all, like, 22, 23, and so they're just, like, sitting there, and they're playing football and, like, having a good time, and then even the fucking kid, it's Todd or Terry. I forget which one was bad. Yeah, I forget, too, actually. It's one of them. That. Either Todd was in the mental institute, and Terry was the one who actually killed the people. And he's even, like, hitting on other girls and stuff. Yeah. So, like, this, you know, this other girl shows up to the complex, and he's, like, fucking hitting on her, and his girlfriend gets I jealous know, and stuff. totally hitting on her, yeah. So the mom visits the son in the psych ward, and then that part of the movie is just narrated by the psychiatrist. That scene is weird. Yeah. They so- cut that scene out of the, the, the version that was... For whatever reason, they added it back in. It is a really weird oh, scene. Oh, see, because that scene was so... Because, like, she narrates. And so you're like, oh, so it's yeah. her telling the story of what's going on. But then <laughs> but then she's, like, one of the first people to get killed. And so it's like, why was there just one scene in this movie that was narrated by this psychiatrist when literally, like, 20 minutes later... She gets chopped in half, too. Yes, for no reason. <laughs> everything's fine. Then he finds out, Terry finds out that... Oh, you know, your brother Todd's going to get released from his fucking psych ward or whatever. And then they find out that he escapes. And then the second he finds out he escapes, Terry's like, huh. And then just starts killing everyone. <laughs> like, that was like the moment he decides, like, and then he cuts the psychiatrist in half. Because there's a scene where it just does a hard cut back to the forest and she's like in half. But did they do that thing where they dug a hole in the ground so like the actress can be there with like yeah. the, the half of her body. And then her yep. legs are over the <laughs> side. And then there was a part where he cuts off the, her, his, the guy who's going to marry his mom. He cuts off his hand and like there's like a puppet hand that's still holding the beer. Mm, I thought you'd like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the hands are still moving. And then yeah. this whole time, the mom never knows that there's a killing spree going on because she just stays in her apartment. Drinks. And before you really get a sense that she's losing her mind, there's this shot that it cuts back to her where she's just sitting on the floor with her like legs open in front of the fridge, the open fridge door just yeah, eating food. That's right. And it, <laughs> it was like really jarring because up until that point, you didn't really know she was losing her mind yet. Like that was the intro to it. Mm. And so it was just this wacky shot where I was like, what? The, why is she sitting on the floor eating leftovers? Like what the fuck is going on? Like it was just so weird. <laughs> This is the point where, for, for no reason, Terry starts killing people again. And he has superpowers because he cut the lady in half. At one point, he just, the psychiatrist lady has a helper with her with a tranquilizer gun. And he just walks up to him. He's like, yeah, ha, ha, and just sort of slowly just 
puts a machete through the guy. Yeah. Like the dude's made of butter. Like he, he doesn't even like really, he was just yeah. like, what? Like, okay. No effort. It was amazing. And like, and he's yeah. doing like weird creative kills sometimes mm. where he'll like prop the bodies back up when he kills that one nerd guy who's going to be with that lady and fucking just hangs his head with his Christmas head. lights. That like, is great though because she thinks he's at the door. It's like, <laughs> how could you possibly think he's at the door? It sucks blood smeared all over it and it's a hanging, it's just, uh, but it's so funny. You, you might be right about the, that he did like the sex thing because there's a point where the two people were having sex in the pool and yeah i didn't rewind but i feel like he says don't do that before he kills them he does say something like he was just remember, like don't do like, that but it was like you know like audio that was recorded yeah. from like the other side of the room so it was sort of unclear as to be like what is this like i just <laughs> fucking blood rage man <laughs> That's great. You love it. I, lo- <laughs> I love the mum as well because she's like, and then she really starts cracking because then she's on the phone ringing the operator because she can't get through to her husband, who apparently just lives like Dude, his office is just a few things down. It's like Josie part- straight away was like, why does she just fucking walk over there and talk to him? She's <laughs> calling know, they- operator. Oh, man. They made a point that that guy runs the fucking complex or whatever, and like they established that his office is like right down the hall. And then for some reason, she keeps trying to phone him and can't get through, and like she's like losing her mind. Yeah. And then all the killing happens just like it's like the killer literally goes like door to door. Like he'll just like knock on a person's door and then just fucking kill those people. Yeah, it's so random. These people are about to have sex. I better kill them. Yeah, and he would always like <laughs> magically show up in whatever room they were in as well. Like when the one girl yeah. was like trying to escape all the time, like he would just show up <laughs> where she was magically. Like we got to talk about the ending, but like I want to I want to listen to another song. So I want to play this one, uh, this track from Lavenue who I will be having on the show at some point because he makes awesome music. And this is a good one, which you're going to dig. It's called Boulevard. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Triple Six Club, like Luke Timmermans and Owen Magali and Philip Back, Replicant 69, Ross Pentland, Artificial, and Stagger. And this is Lavenue with Boulevard.
And that was Boulevard by Lavenue. He's got a new album coming out. He's been sending me just tracks. I'm going to have him on the show sometime, hopefully soon. I can guarantee it because we already recorded the interview, but uh, (laughs) I don't know when the hell I'm going to put it out. Nice. And I would like to say that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, We're talking about Tomas Shimanek, Von Herzog, Polar Wildcat Studios, Cenotaph, Mike Bailey, Tetsuya Miwa, and Zen Frazier, and Mr. Gimpson. So the ending of fucking Blood Rage was amazing. Yeah, it was, right? I thought you'd like that. And I'm going to be honest. I didn't call it because there's this point where the mom makes a point mm. to tell the brother, please put that blue sweater on. And I'm like, oh, I see what's going to happen. Fucking Terry's going to yeah. make his brother put the sweater on so that he'll get blamed for all the killings that happened or whatever. Yep. And then instead, the mom goes crazy. She shows up with a gun. She finds out that people are getting killed because she finds the, the body of her fucking boyfriend. And then she gets a revolver from the corpse and she goes and she realizes she has to kill her, her son who's going crazy killing people. So then she comes to the pool, and I love, too, how the sons were played by the same actor, so whenever both of them were on screen at the same time, (laughs) the other one who had his back to the camera has a wig that looks nothing like the hair, (laughs) which is awesome. So she walks in, and she shoots the correct son. Like, she shoots the killer, but then Todd runs over to her, and she's like, oh, I'm so glad I got rid of him, Terry. And then he's like, I'm Todd or something. What what does he say? What's the fucking line they repeat over again? Yeah, that's what he says. She starts going crazy and she starts saying, I'm Todd over and over again and then fucking shoots herself. So many times and then shoots her in the head and then the movie ends. (laughs) That's like an ending. She did kill the correct son. So I guess she was just in total disbelief that Terry was the actual killer. She couldn't come to terms with that, that she institutionalized the wrong kid and all that. I'm guessing. I don't fucking know. I was so prepared for that ending to be the brothers get switched and she shoots the wrong one I'm like oh she's gonna shoot the Mm. innocent one but she shot the right one and so I was like oh that's interesting and then the girl who (laughs) remember there's the did you catch this the the girl who lives yeah at one point she she finds the baby because there's that one lady who gets killed and they have a baby and she's running with this baby like in under arms but it's clearly like a doll and then there's a scene where she (laughs) she goes to hide the baby under the sink Mm -hmm. and it's clearly a doll at this point and she just sort of shoves it in the sink and closes the door on on it, but it's like the doll leg is still just sticking out. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not moving or anything. It's just a stupid doll. Uh, but, <sighs> so bad. You proud of yourself for making me watch Blood Rage? I am. I'm impressed you did, Andy. Come on, you got to admit it's pretty entertaining. Well, I did enjoy how once Terry decided to become a killer again, that his personality just completely changes for no reason, and they never explain why. Because towards the end of the movie, he's like running around with like a smile on his face, like laughing about what he's doing. He keeps on talking to the blade, like he'll have a blade covered in blood, and he's like, that's not cranberry sauce. Yeah, he says it like three or four times in the movie. And I didn't understand why that was the catchphrase, because like at no point was it ever alluded to that there was Thanksgiving. Wait, wait, wait. No, the movie is set on Thanksgiving Day. That's what they're having, Thanksgiving dinner. So oh, is it? That. Yes. Oh! They only mention it once and you can miss it, but I've I seen it the second time and that's when I caught it because <laughs> the first time I did it. So that's why he's saying it's not cranberry sauce, oh, I guess. I was wondering because he said it a few times yeah. and I was like, is this, like, am I supposed to be picking up on something? Because like... <laughs> Okay, okay. That's why I got the turkey and he's cutting, carving up the turkey. Oh! 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's weird, though. It's, uh, okay, yeah. Well, definitely, like, the lead guy was a really funny guy to look at. I also love how these movies are timeless. Like, this night sequence that happens, the whole movie, it, it just goes on forever, and it's like, they're out there playing tennis, and I'm like, Jesus, how long is this night going on for? And they're talking about, oh, should we go check out that party? I'm like, it's got to be, like, two or three in the morning. Oh, Surely. <laughs> I mean, how, many, how much shit has happened? How many people has he killed? It is amazing, too, how many people he kills without anyone noticing. Without anyone noticing, yeah, yeah. He's just seems to be like walking casually around too like while he does it yeah and i love it how when they find out that you know he's he's escaped from fucking the mental institute all they get is the doctor and her assistant looking for him you know that's it there's no police involved nothing (laughs) and everybody just stay inside and then they're just looking around in the woods random woods like how do you even know he's there like they're just looking (laughs) through the woods with a flashlight i'm like what the fuck but did you catch you know what i probably one of the funniest bits for me too was where the uh where he tells that girl it's such a weird thing like there's just a random girl walking through the woods but that had payback. That that thing actually paid off. It did. Off. That's what was funny. When, when it, she's not going to... Oh, the guy told me not to let anybody in. Yeah. I can't let you in. And he goes, you're going to hurt my kitties. I'm like, what the fuck? That was amazing because that actually paid off. You did. So that was like, just, just so the audience... So yeah, so like, there's this little girl who's looking for a cat at the same night that everybody... Like, this little girl shouldn't have been outside because this is, I guess, like four in the morning now. Yeah. And then the good brother who escaped he's like oh you want to go inside because there's a there's a killer out you know and, and make sure you lock mm. your door and don't come in for anybody and then later on when she, the, he's the killer is chasing around that one girl she runs to that door and like let me in and yeah. the little girl's like i can't let you in because like the guy told me not to let anybody in or whatever and i'm like hey that actually paid off yeah that was good i like that that was clever well kind of clever i guess yeah, yeah. but just funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what else uh is gonna pay off is you're gonna play me a, a track Yes, I am. I am going to play your track. And this one's really good. Uh, This is from a relatively unknown artist called Pastel Graphics. Makes some really good chill wave, chill synth. I don't know what they call it these days. Kind of music. The song is called Data Lake, and it is from an awesome new album he has out called Vector Fields. Definitely worth checking out. All right, man. And uh, I'd like to say that it is brought to you by my awesome PayPals. We're talking about the king of the PayPals, Upgrade Jimpy, Ross Bruce, The Silver Bruce, Alex Lightspeed, Aka, and Brian West. And this is Pastel Graphics with Data Lake. Oh, 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 
that was Data Lake by Pastel Graphics. Yeah, that's a cool song. And that was uh, brought to you by my awesome PayPals. We're talking about Austin Whetstone, Jimmy Groon, The Rosconian, Brandon Morin, Digital Dreams, Dan Williams, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, Jersey, Dominus Lux, and Michael Sackey. And don't forget, if you want to support the show, like all the people who I've been naming, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can go to beyondsynth.com and click on the PayPal button if you want to donate that way. And it's a cool thing to do. I'm just here with Marco. I guess we got to fucking wrap up. We probably should. Any final things to say about that movie? I mean, it was entertaining. It, the thing about Tupi, though, a lot of the movies are really good quality. Like, the, the video quality is amazing, and the sound. Sometimes they've got some bootleg fucking underground movies that are pretty shit quality, but most of the time, they're very good. I mean, other than the adverts, you know, you can't go wrong. It's fucking free. What I'm surprised at, though, is because I guess the difference with Tubi and the other ones is that it has ads yeah. to support itself. But most of the time, the ad I get is just an ad for Tubi. Really? I get all weird shit for hemorrhoids, for fucking uh, <laughs> some HIV. There's a HIV one that just kept coming up. I've seen it like every ad break. It's the same one. So it kind of gets annoying. Every time I go to press play on something, it's just an ad talking about how great Tubi is. You know, it's, <laughs> it starts with like a shot from uh, Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. And then it's like, we got all these movies. And what? there's a quick shot of uh, Adam Sandler from Wedding Singer. Whoopity-doo! What? How come I haven't seen that? It must be Canada only or something. I what see that fuck? every time. And then... No way. To say... Like, I have seen commercials, but it seems to me it's almost 50-50 just ads for Tubi. Hmm. So if you don't have a fucking ad to show me, like, don't stop for an ad break. Because, like, I'm already on Tubi. Like, I'm <laughs> I- I'm watching you now. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, that- that's really strange. Yeah, it's like, I already like it. I'm already on your fucking site. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, listeners, if you have watch that movie uh, let us know what you think about it and if you haven't seen it and you do like 80s horror movies you're definitely worth checking out it's free on Tubi can't go wrong well I don't know maybe this is something I can do once we like I, I have been beginning to set up my studio I'm doing it in preparation for being able to live stream because I don't have high speed internet yet mm-hmm. I have fingers crossed that it's coming in the fall sometime I really hope so because I'm basically like setting up this studio as if I'm going to be able to live stream at some point. And definitely Tubi will be an awesome resource to do like uh, watch-alongs with listeners or maybe get some suggestions yeah. for us to watch as well. Be cool. And I should also say, I haven't officially uh, made an announcement, but I think I'm going to do that. This is for Patreon supporters and also uh, PayPals as well, uh, that I'm probably going to add a new sort of reward tier to the $25 club, and that's going to be, if you're in that club, you will be able to join Marco and I for a recording of one of these playlist episodes. So the first people I'm going to notify, though, are the people who have you know been in the club for a long time, but I'm going to add that as a feature uh, in the next few weeks or whatever, so... You may be getting a message from me inviting you to to come on and take part in the show with Marco and I, and that is going to be for the $25 donors and up. That sounds really fun, Andy. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, so that should be fun. And again, there's already enough people already in the club, so I mean, obviously they're going to get first dibs at this, Mm -hmm. but it will also apply to uh, new patrons as well. And, uh, you know, because sometimes when I I do stuff like this and I do email people, sometimes people don't want to do it. So like some people are just like, no, I'm fine, but then Mm -hmm. some people really do. So I I know there's a lot of people who've been messaging me who want to take part in the shows, and I thought this would be a good way of doing that, yeah. and so that's what we're going to do. So, let's wrap up. 
I accidentally played two songs in a row, so you get the final song here. So what do you want to play? All right, I've got one more song here from Cassetta. I know he's no stranger to the show, and um, he produces a lot of really good music. He's got a new track that's out. It's just a single track, and I'm really addicted to this at the moment. That fucking melody, it kind of reminds me of something, but it's original at the same time. It, it really sticks in your head. Anyway, I really like this one. It's called City of Dreams, his new track. All right, let's do it. This is Cassetta with City of Dreams.
right, that was City of Dreams. I feel like my voice is fading away. City of <laughs> Dreams by Cassetter. That is a cool song. I know that uh, at the start of the show, Marco came with me with too many tracks, and I'm like, well, why don't we just play the Cassetter one next time? And then Marco was like, but it's so awesome. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you twisted I know, and then my we say, we, we say, we're not even going to talk that much this time. We'll cut it back, and then we'll have more time for music, and then we just end up talking. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, but the bottom line is this. We're going to go, so we're going to sign off now. All right. So everybody, remember, go and check out all the artists uh, we feature on the show. If you click on the episode show notes, if you're on Spotify or SoundCloud, SoundCloud or whatever, um, I post all the links to the artists who we feature on the show. Uh, remember, it's just like a little snapshot of people's awesome music. You know, if you hear a song that's cool, chances are the album is cool too. So go uh, support the artists and uh, and check out their music. And of course, if you're feeling if you're feeling kind, uh, also uh, throw some support at Beyond Synth because it's a cool thing to do. If you're a cool person, and like I said, we're going to be adding some new uh, rewards for the uh, the Patreon and uh, and the. PayPal as well, so you can come and and join us on these uh, playlist shows. And who knows, maybe we'll say they can pick a track too. How about that? They can come join us and they can come with a song they like. That's a great idea. It's always nice to get the listeners and and particularly the supporters involved more, you know, so I'm I'm all for it. I think it's going to be fun, Andy. So yeah, so that's uh, something that's coming up, and in the meantime, say goodbye, Marco. Alright, goodbye everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Andy. We'll catch you next time. All right, and for everybody out there, tune in to Beyond Synth next time. <laughs> uh, it's the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you. Beyond Synth is made in partnership with your mom. <laughs> <laughs>